0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the betting life podcast brought to you by fantasy life. This is episode five. I'm Matthew Friedman, Matt F. The Oracle here with Matt McEwen, a.k.a. Dead Prez. In this episode, we are continuing our series covering some of the biggest questions facing NFL fans and sports betters this offseason. We previously discussed Aaron Rodgers. Is he still good? Lamar Jackson, what to expect from him in a new offense? And Mike McCarthy, will he destroy the Cowboys? The answer is yes. Check out those episodes. Today, we're talking about the Denver Broncos. Can Sean Payton save Russell Wilson? That is the big question. Last year, the Broncos traded away seemingly the future of their franchise to get Wilson. They signed him to a big contract. They hired an offensive-minded head coach Nathaniel Hackett, but that was a disaster. Wilson really disappointed. Hackett didn't last even the entire season. And so the Broncos with new owners this off season, traded even more draft picks to get Sean Payton. And now he is faced with the task of revitalizing Russell Wilson. Can he do it? So that's what we we're discussing today. At the end of the show, I'm going to hit on some in season betting angles for the team and McEwen and I will each give our favorite ways to bet the Broncos in
1: the futures market. McEwen, how's it going? Going great, Freeman. Yeah, I'm excited to discuss this Denver Broncos team. They are an interesting football team and they unfortunately lost me a lot of money last season. I'm hoping this year uh, I bet them a little bit better. And uh, so overall excited to dive into this team because there are a lot of question marks surrounding the team. You hit on it. Sean Payton. Uh, the addition of him and they kind of put all their chips in one place saying look we are all in right now they gave up a ton of draft picks in the Russell Wilson trade Um, so this is a big season for the Broncos and they're playing in arguably the best division in football so the the challenge from a schedule standpoint will be there but I'm excited to dive in and and hear your thoughts on how we're going to bet this team this year.
0: So let's start with the schedule. They, As you mentioned, they have a tough schedule just in terms of the division that they're in, the conference that they're in, and on the defensive side of the ball, their opponents are slated to score a lot of points. They have the 29th hardest defensive strength of schedule. However, on the offensive side, they have literally the easiest schedule in the league. So from that perspective, they're facing a whole bunch of defense that defenses that are slated to give up points. So it's set up for a rebound season for Russell Wilson. And then you add Sean Payton into that mix. And I'll just, I'll say upfront, I think Sean Payton is, uh, even with the year off, even maybe with, you know, some decline in, in coaching acumen or whatever, I think he's still a, a top five, top eight, easily head coach in the league right now. And based on what we saw with him, with the latter years of Drew Brees and then what we've seen with him, even with someone like Taysom Hill, who he was able to build an offense around Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston. We've seen him be able to game plan around the flaws of quarterbacks. And so if there is a head coach who can make Russell Wilson salvageable, I think it is Sean Payton.
1: Where are you? I am very high on Sean Payton and the move that the Broncos made in the offseason. And I agree, Freeman. Look, if Sean Payton can't do it, I don't know if anybody can look at what Sean Payton has done in this league, consistently having top 10 offenses during his time in New Orleans. Now he gets an opportunity to work with Russell Wilson and overall a pretty talented offense, right? Javante Williams will be back in the lineup this year. I think that's another really important note from last season uh, to make. Williams only played in four games. The year prior in his rookie year, almost a 1,000 yards rushing. So that's a big get uh, in the backfield for the Broncos. And then from a wide receiver standpoint, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, the draft Marvin Mims, like there's a lot of talented players On the offensive side of the football and now you have the mind in sean payton and we'll get into this but a new offensive coordinator as well in joe lombardi who had a lot of success his last couple of years in los angeles working with justin herbert so wilson is well set up this year it really just comes down to can he execute and that's that's the big question that's that's the question of the team will russell wilson be able to cook again will we see the russell wilson that we saw in seattle or is what we saw last year just just what he is at this stage in his career I want to push back just a little bit, uh, with
0: the Lombardi thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and I think it, it cuts both ways. So to your point, Lombardi is a top Lieutenant for Sean Payton. They've worked together for years. So as someone who knows the system has an idea of what Payton wants and can implement the offense on a week to week basis, I think Lombardi will do a good job there. Uh, and the good thing is he doesn't have to call the plays either And that was the big thing about Lombardi with the chargers. I think he wasn't all that good of a play sequencer. And then also as a, a schemer in general, he certainly did not unlock what Justin Herbert is probably capable of, capable of doing. So You know, I think we might get the best of Lombardi in that, like the things that he's good at. Basically, like what he's good at is being Peyton's guy. Like he will probably be able to maximize that without having some of the deficiencies. But like him on his own, I'm kind of skeptical about like whether he's an actual
1: difference maker. I I think the big thing is just that he's not Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, I mean, look, that's huge, right? Because we saw what happened there with Nathaniel Hackett a season ago. So it'll be interesting to see how much does he take over the play calling years at Sean Payton, like the, the balance will definitely be interesting. But overall, yes, Russell Wilson is set up much better this season than he was a year ago. And Look, Freeman, last year, I think we could make the case. Denver was the most disappointing team in football. So you have to assume Wilson has heard all the, you know, talk and, and everything that's gone on. How will he respond this year? You know, that that's the million dollar question. I, I think it'll be good as we will get into a little more in this podcast, but there, there are certainly reasons to be concerned. And if Wilson does not meet expectations this year, what happens? Like do, do they stick with him and say, look, it's been two really bad years they're kind of locked in, in a sense, right? You kind of give up your future for him. So this is a massive year, not only for Russell Wilson, but for this Denver Broncos franchise. Okay, I'm glad you
0: mentioned the question of what happens with Wilson if this year doesn't go according to plan. And I think he's done just in terms of, like, I think it's a Carson Wentz type of situation where they're just looking to trade him for whatever they can get and Peyton might have limited interest in saving Russell Wilson. Like, he's kind of free-rolling here. If he saves Russell Wilson, then awesome, he's the guy who saved Russell Wilson. If he doesn't, it kind of doesn't matter, because based on what the team gave up to get him, he is now the more important part of the franchise. And even though the, the team gave him a lot of money, like, they can kind of bite the bullet for a little bit and then just be done with the Russell Wilson era. And what really I think complicates this is that they signed backup quarterback, Jarrett Stidham to, I believe a, a two year, $10 million deal. Now that's not like a lot, but for backup money, it's kind of decent. And like he flashed at the end of 2022 with the Raiders in his two starts, you know, he's a 2019 fourth rounder who has some appeal. He was a five-star recruit, When he was entering college, he had two really good seasons in the SEC to close his college career. Um, You know, he, he did reasonably well as a Patriots backup. And you know, then he did pretty well at the end of last season. Like there's a, a world in which Wilson is bad in the first half of the season. And we see Sean Payton go to ownership and say, like, this is not my guy. Like I, I did not bring him here. You brought me here to try to fix him. And I am telling you, this guy is unfixable. Let me go with someone else who might be the option. So even though Russell Wilson is, I would say like borderline hall of famer, not there yet. Uh, but certainly someone who has had a strong career to this point, even though he has all of that, uh, there's an opportunity here for Peyton just to Mm -hmm. be like, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm done. I tried. So, like Wilson might not have the the full organizational support that we would maybe expect given everything he's accomplished to this point
1: in his career. No doubt. As you said, look, this is Sean Payton's uh, team, and and he's the guy that will have the future here really no matter what. So the pressure all comes on Russell Wilson this year. Freeman, I would kind of compare the situation to Aaron Rodgers as far as, like you mentioned, maybe Wilson's not – in that tier of like a guaranteed hall of famer, but a possible future hall of famer who just completely, it almost looked like completely forgot how to play football last year. Like if you look at his numbers from 2020 and 2021, 65 touchdowns and 19 interceptions. And then last year, 16 touchdowns and 11 picks. Like what happened in that one year span? was it Nathaniel Hackett that was, you know, really held him down or was it just a change of scenery? And he just, you know, did not, pick up well in his new, in his first year. So it's going to be that question of, you know, the performance at this point, if if Russell doesn't perform this year, right, we cannot, there's no more Nathaniel Hackett to blame. So it all comes down to Wilson. Uh, and, and ultimately I think this team will go as he goes. If he can return to that form of 2020 and 2021, which was not a long time ago, uh, this team could be set up to, be really competitive and make some noise because the surrounding roster, as we will get into, especially on the defensive side of the football, they're legit. So it all comes down to the play, and then you could have the the completely other uh, the, uh, side of the debate where we're saying, look, is, is Wilson – the guy at all and to see just come out, lay an egg, kind of perform how he did a year ago and Jared Stidham starting in week eight. And and this team's just, you mentioned like a Carson one situation saying, Hey, anything that you guys will give us, we'll take for this guy. So this season could go two completely different ways. There's a lot of upside on this team, but then there's a lot of downside on this team uh, as we will continue to get into here on this podcast.
0: Yeah. Wide range of of outcomes here. And, uh, I mean, I I think on the Glad you mentioned Russell Wilson, and then you also mentioned the defense there, and and so I'm I'm of two minds with with Wilson and the defense here. So yeah, like on the one hand, it's almost impossible to think that he would be as bad this upcoming year as he was last year. On the other hand, I think it's worth like fully acknowledging just how bad he was last year, uh, a league high 55 sacks, 36.7 QBR. Six point nine adjusted yards per attempt, which is, you know, like a, a number that you would expect out of like a a struggling rookie quarterback. Right. Like these are really bad numbers. And when you place them next to the context of his career, I think it shows a guy who's probably declining. Uh not someone who just had like a blip on the radar, but like that, there's some signal here because he was never an all time great. Like, I think he's Eli Manning, basically, like with more Pro Bowls, but fewer Super Bowl victories, right? Like, he, he's not a locked in Hall of Famer. He's never been at any point in his career one of the top two quarterbacks in the league. He's never even received an MVP vote. Like, he's never really been thought of in that way. And so, given that, and then given what we saw last year, I think he's declining versus someone who just struggled in weird circumstances. And then with the defense man, they were great two years ago under Vic Fangio, they were great last year with a new defensive coordinator. And now they have a third defensive coordinator there. And that change from staff to staff could, you know, cause some roughness here or there. They have lost some of the talent and I'll just say like Vance Joseph, a lot of respect for him as a, a defensive coordinator. So even though there's talent on this unit, there's still like the wide range of outcomes, the potential that this unit could underperform expectations. And uh, you know, I think that that just opens up the possibility for even more pressure that needs to be put on this offense because the defense isn't giving it nearly as much flexibility as it had last year. So, you know, even more points, Might need to be scored by this offense for the Broncos to be able to to hang around in games. Uh, Any any final
1: thoughts here before we start to get into the bets? The defense is something, Freeman, that I've gone back and forth on because I'm not very high on Vance Joseph, but I'm very high on the talent that this team has. And if you look what they did in the offseason i think they did a decent job you know bringing in some talented players on the defensive side of the football but like you alluded to the last two years they were seventh a year ago in yards allowed eighth the year prior if they can be a top 10 defense once again and everything works out with russ and this offense is just a, a little better than last year like what what is their ceiling can they at least be a playoff team if they're top I don't know, 15 in the NFL in points per game, and their defense can produce at a high level once again, being maybe a top 10 uh, team. And look, going in the AFC, look at their own division. You're you're facing two of the best quarterbacks in football four times in Patrick Mahomes and, and Justin Herbert. So the AFC, we've talked about this a lot already, really good quarterback play. The defense is going to have to be, this good, once again, if they, if they want to have any chance of competing for the postseason. But the Vance Joseph move, I was a little surprised. You mentioned it. You know, this is a guy who was a head coach in Denver at one point, yeah. spent time in Arizona as a defensive coordinator. Like, I just didn't love the move. I, I was expecting something, I don't want to say bigger, but um, different with 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 Sean Payton coming in and taking over. So I'm split on, on how I feel about this defense. From a talent standpoint, I like it a lot, but I don't love... Vance Joseph as a defensive coordinator. And one other point, Freeman, I will make, uh, because I wanted to note this earlier, but the offensive line, what Denver did in the offseason, adding Mike McGlinchey who's been one of the best offensive linemen in all of football, also Ben Power. So these are a couple guys you can slide into the lineup. We know Wilson really struggled last year, but so did the offensive line. Uh so I think that's going to be a big pickup for them, you know, adding a couple of starters there on the offensive line. Can they protect Wilson and give him, you know, more of a chance to to perform at the level we've seen before? So just a couple of notes there. But overall, let's get into uh, how we will be betting these teams.
0: Yeah, so in season, uh, I'm sort of giving this away here. I view the Broncos as a moderate bet against team. Uh, they have a wide range of outcomes, as we've mentioned. So I imagine that early in the season, I will be quick to adjust my prior assumptions on this team based on how they they perform., uh, but as of now, you know, I think Russell Wilson is going to be a little bit better, but not much better than he was last season, and this defense will be a little bit worse, not much worse than it was last year. Uh, and so, you know, they were eleven and six last year to the under. Uh, And I project them to be an under team once again. And if there ever were a time, uh, I think for me to bet on the Broncos, it would almost certainly be in a situation when they're underdogs. Peyton as an underdog for his career is 50, 30, and two against the spread Uh, as an underdog without Drew Brees, 10 and five against the spread. And then Russell Wilson as an underdog for his career, 36, 19, and two against the spread Wilson as an underdog last year with the Broncos, even as bad as he was last year six and two against the spread with the Broncos last year as an underdog. So if there is a situation where I'm going to be betting on the Broncos this year, it will probably be when they are underdogs. McEwen, what are you thinking with the
1: Broncos? How is it that you want to bet them this year? I love the value we're getting on the Broncos. So you kind of hit on it as underdog. Sean Payton's been great. Russell Wilson, that's that's kind of crazy, you know, because it felt like last year uh, everything went wrong. But I guess from a betting standpoint, if you took them as, as dogs there with Wilson, you made out okay. I, I feel as if the value here on them to win the division, it's a little crazy, right? People are going to say, okay, well, you got to get through Patrick Mahomes first. And then you probably have to get through Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Like if the Chiefs don't win the division, a lot of people are going to jump and say, maybe it's the Chargers. I'm betting on value here. So we're getting this at plus 550. And I feel as if there is a world where this could happen. A lot of things though, obviously have to go right for this to happen. We would probably have to see Russell Wilson return to that 2020 form uh, where, you know, he he looks like an MVP caliber quarterback. And we would need this defense to perform similarly to how they have the last couple years. I think that's entirely possible. Where it gets a little tricky is how will the Chiefs slow down and how will the Chargers slow down? That's a question that, you know, it's tough to answer at the moment. But as you know, Freeman, a lot of stuff can happen. And we will need some luck to win this bet. But at the odds we're getting it, I think there's a chance. I think the Broncos are still talented enough to do this the addition to Sean Payton, there's a lot of juice on this team. And I feel as if a lot of people entering the season are looking over the Broncos from a uh, future standpoint, because of how bad they were last year. Recency bias is a real thing in the sports betting world where we could take advantage of that because nobody really wants to bet on this team. I think there is a chance that they come out, flip the script on what happened a season ago and can compete in the AFC West. If I was making this case a year ago, a lot of people would be right with me. Like, Going into last year, the Broncos were a really trendy pick to win the division. Obviously, Kansas City prevailed, and Denver had a horrific season. But I'm going to go past last year and and not use recency bias. I know it was really bad. I know Russell Wilson may be declining, but there is that chance that it was just a blip. He had one bad year. Now he gets Sean Payton. He gets to work with Lombardi, and he gets back on track. Also, I think them just to make the postseason is a good bet. It's at plus 180. Again, going back to value now, they don't have to win the division to get there. You know, there's wild card spots that open up. So I think from a value standpoint, Denver at plus money is a good look. And I know a lot of people are not going to be jumping to bet on the Broncos, but I feel as if we're getting really good value. And I feel they're being undervalued here because of what happened last year. This is a fresh start. It's a new look team in a lot of aspects. So I'm going to take my chances and throw some money on Denver to win the AFC West and to make the playoffs. And then they're over on eight and a half wins as well.
0: Yeah. So I am very much in, I wouldn't say the opposite direction, but uh, a little bit in that I think if we flipped coins, you know, what happens 50% of the time versus what doesn't happen 50% of the time, I think the Broncos go under eight and a half wins The majority of the time I have been projected for 7.8 wins. I actually, I love the under of Broncos, uh, eight and a half wins. Just one of my favorite, you know, kind of median outcome bets of the year. That said, I know that I could be wrong. And I know that there are, uh, people who are significantly higher than I am on the Broncos. I know there's a, a wide range of outcomes. This could be a very volatile team just in terms of how they progress this season. And so I would say that like on the low end, I'm going to take it a little bit further than you. And then on the high end, I'm going to shoot for the moon on it. Like I, I have a bet on the Broncos to win the super bowl at 50 to one at bet MGM, because I think if they win the AFC West they're one of the best teams in football, you know, like the circumstances that would have to conspire for them actually to beat out the chiefs. Eat out the Chargers in the toughest division of football. For me, like plus 550, uh, you know, plus 700, whatever the number is, it's in that range. That's probably not enough for me to think of the risk as being worth it. But if they are able to overcome that that barrier, hit that threshold. I mean, what's really stopping them from being strong competitors to win the entire AFC? Like what's stopping them from being able to win the Super Bowl? Because in in those circumstances, they would be one of the few teams in the league with a real shot of having a top eight head coach, top eight quarterback, top eight defense. If they win the AFC, like I, I just don't see how they're not live to win the Super Bowl. So instead of taking them to win the AFC I think if I'm just going to say, you know what, my projection of 7.8 wins this year, like there's, it's, there's a chance it's wrong. I'm just going to bet into that as maximally as I can and say they, they win the Super Bowl. So a, a barbell approach is what I I'm taking to the Broncos under eight and a half wins and Win the Super Bowl, <laughs> you know. I so when it. they when they win uh, nine games and don't make the playoffs,
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to be extremely tilted. But that yeah, is the cool. way
0: that I am betting them there.
1: I like it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, Freeman, multiple times, there is a wide range of outcomes for this team. That there, this might be, you know the the Broncos are a team that I feel as if they're the ceiling here. Like we're saying, how high it can be. And then the floor could be so low. There's just so many things that can happen with this team. But I'm really excited to see how it'll go, uh, you know, in week one. I think the first month of the year, maybe first six weeks, Freeman, are going to be the key for this team. Because if they're struggling and there's people in the media yelling, you know, get Russell Wilson out of there, and they're like 1-5 or 2-4 and, and just off to a really rough start, it's going to be tough for them to recover. It's important that they come out in this season – Start strong and then feed off of some of that momentum. So, yeah, I think this is a uh, a lot can happen with this team as, as we've discussed. They might win seven games. They might win the Super Bowl. We'll find out.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And you know, if they if they lose, I'd say even the first two games of the season, people yep. are not going to be able to bet against this team fast enough. Or the uh the next few weeks after oh, yeah. that. So we will we will see. All right. That's gonna do it for episode five of the betting life podcast. Check out my betting preview and McEwen's AFC West breakdown for more. Analysis of the Broncos. Please subscribe to the show. Tell your degenerate betting friends. Hit up the Fantasy Life Live YouTube channel. We're going to have some non-NFL betting live streams there. Join the Discord. See all of our bets in the free Fantasy Life Bet Tracker. And follow us on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now at Dead Prez Picks and Matt F the Oracle. Thank you, and we'll see you next episode.